Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Seems like we're not, we don't have the sound of George Kurtz right now. I can hear George. I, I cannot. George. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. You can hear him. Yeah, I hearing, cannot. So, I'm hearing uh, a lot of background noise. Oh, there we There's go. Nothing wrong with my connection. Good, good. Oh, I, I got you. It. Yep, I got you. Thank God. George, what is up? How you doing, brother? Right. I was thinking, you know, I'm a little confused about you, Chris. Uh, yes. You know, you're a, Gi- you're a Giants fan, yep. right? And then there is still a lot of background noise. You're a Garoppolo guy. <laughs> Yes. Now you're wearing an Atlanta jersey here. Okay. I, I'm one of those guys. I, I can't wear the jersey of any team other than a team. I, I can only wear a Cowboy jersey or a Yankee jersey or an Islander jersey. I can't wear another team's jersey. That's like, uh, that's not loyal. Sacrilegious? Kind it of? is sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Old school guys, and listen, I, I get it. You know, you wear the, the jerseys and the hats and, the, and everything of the team that you love. Uh, I love... You know, ever since I started fantasy football, I've turned to love just the players and, you know, teams more in general. Uh, I, of course, I'm a diehard Giant fan, and I love the Giants, and I will pick the Giants before any other team. But a lot of my favorite players on the Falcons, my favorite player of all times on the Falcons, actually, my, one of my favorite quarterbacks is on the 49ers. Uh, and, you know, just... Oh, that's right, Nick Mullins. Yeah, yeah Nick Mullins. So uh, <laughs> hopefully he starts this year. Uh, and... Uh, you know, it just the players. I care about the players. I also collect hats. I have a lot of different hats. So, I don't know. It's just something I like to do. I like to wear different jerseys. It's more of my generation type thing, I guess. Not really your guys' generation, I would say. Would you agree I with that? I think, I think that's an old dig there. But, uh, yes, I would actually agree with that. <laughs> okay. We see that an awful lot. Yeah, like, uh, they do millennials the tend to have colors. Millennials tend to have 26 favorite teams. <laughs> uh, Corey Pawson, yeah, well, fantasy executive had uh, a lot of different favorite teams. Bandwagon jumper, he liked the Dubs, the Golden State Warriors, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, he didn't like one New York team besides the Yankees, really. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's a, a team that you would like to like because they're one of the greatest teams ever. So, I mean, some people are frontrunners. I'm not a frontrunner. I just like certain players. And, you know, I like the team because of the players a lot of times. Uh, and that's today, the Atlanta Falcons. But let's get into some news and notes first. Uh, I want to talk about, obviously, breaking news recently is uh, Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals gets a four-year, $43 million extension, uh, getting paid more than certain guys like Sterling Shepard and a few others. What do you think of this deal? Is this uh, the right priorities for Cincinnati Bengals, Jim, right now to go and just uh, dump money into Tyler Boyd? I know he had a breakout season last year. He played fantastic with A.J. Green hurt. Uh, but, you know, he still profiles as a wide receiver, too, for me, not a true, you know, guy that you're going to rely on, you know, if A.J. Green goes down again. I don't think that they can rely on Tyler Boyd game in and game out. Well, it, you- the one assumption you're making is that he played so well with A.J. Green out is incorrect. Um, he actually played better when A.J. Green was there. Um, so you can't make that assumption. He, he all of a sudden stepped up when A.J. Green went down. That's that wasn't true. the case. When they were both on the field, they were both explosive. And here, I, I'll tell to you this way. He ended up as the number 17 wide receiver last year, and that was with missing two games. Um, he was more consistent than you know guys like Amari Cooper, 
uh, you know, that had a couple of multiple really big games, but then had a lot of low games. He was very consistent across the season uh, until he got injured. And yeah, I think this was a great get for them. He's still only 24 years old. He's only going to continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think this was a must-do for them, and I think they made the right choice in bringing it back. A.J. Green is getting old, another big injury, and he'll he'll be done. And, you know, then you will be looking at Boyd as their true number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, what, I, I made a mistake. Yeah, I meant, I don't, like last year, Boyd did well with A.J. Green around, right? You're saying? so. yes. Boyd by himself, though, I don't think can do that. That's why I'm saying. I, that's why I was saying he's. I don't think he's a true wide receiver one because I don't think he's, he can handle. He's all that. still young. I get you. He's still young. He's still got lear- lots to learn there. But you also have to remember, by the time AJ Green was done, a good part of that time he wasn't even playing with Dalton. Right. It was Jeff Driscoll, yeah, <laughs> quarterback. So, so. Um, you know, you, you do what you do. You do what you can. Uh, with, you know, if guys around you are falling too. Uh, look, I think this is a great move. I think he's a talented wide receiver, does a little bit of everything well, and mm-hmm. I think he's just going to continue to get better. I, I think it's absolutely a great move because they're really trying to shore up that offense. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I understand because he's young. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him or anything like that because last year was really the first year where he got a ton of targets, um, which was 180. He had 76 catches, over 1,000 yards uh, receiving, almost 1,030, and seven touchdowns. So... Really good year for Tyler Boyd, breakout season. Uh, George, what do you think of Tyler Boyd this season? Where in fantasy should we take him uh, after this contract extension? Uh, is he going to still be this same type of player? And, you know, if A.J. Green stays healthy, is he going to see similar numbers, or do you think he'll regress a little bit? Well, you can play the, uh, the what-if game all day. If yeah, Green stays healthy, he's not going to see that much of an offensive attention, so he should do well. Uh, if, if Dalton stays healthy, once again, they're going to be trailed. They're just a bad team. They'll be trailing. You have to throw the ball. I like Tyler Boyd. I have him as a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. Nice, yeah. High-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. Sounds pretty good to me. We'll be right back. We're about to go to break. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. We're talking Atlanta Falcons. Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Venture. Right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. 
life. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. The Morning Line. Perception versus reality in Major League Baseball is an opportunity for what we call an edge in the sports betting world. And you're always looking for edges, right? You're always looking for teams that are, A, going to be undervalued by the market because of that perception, where line makers, bookmakers, the public, their perception of a team versus what the reality of a team are are two different things. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. I can't. Yeah, that hard rock. Me and Jim, they love it. George, you into hard rock at all? I'm classic rock. Classic rock. Stones, Floyd. Oh, Genesis, yeah. Queen, DZ Top. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah. Zeppelin and uh, and uh, Floyd, I, I absolutely love. Uh, those are probably my two favorite classic rock bands. So, I mean, y- you really can't complain about that. You know what I mean? Like, no one could say they're not classic. You got to have to have respect for Floyd and Zeppelin, you know? Zeppelin basically created metal, and Floyd was just different. Uh, Jim, you too? You like Floyd and Zepp? No, I think they both suck. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like more of the Rush, Neil Peart. Uh, are you kidding me? I love, of course, I love. Big yeah, 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 you got it. You got it. You know. <laughs> All right, so we're talking. Uh, we were talking about Tyler Boyd here. Um, you know, obviously, I think he's a solid wide receiver three. I would say that now. You know, I, I wouldn't be as comfortable taking him as a two, but you know, wide receiver three is fine with me. Flex would be fantastic. I'd take that in a heartbeat. So that's Tyler Boyd for you. Got the extension. Uh, and just a couple of other things just to glaze over. I'm going over it quick. Mark Sanchez retires. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll uh, be a college him. football analyst. Uh, and good riddance to, uh, to Mark Sanchez. He had an underwhelming career. But, hey, you know, listen, he ended up getting uh, somewhere else because of his career. So a lot of backup quarterbacks do. Not only that, he made $76 million along the way. Right. $76 million along the way. He's, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I'll give him that. 
But he didn't really know what he was doing uh, when he was starting at quarterback. All right. Hey, well, he took the Jets to two conference championships. I wouldn't say he took them, but, you know. Well, he was he, hey, he was a quarterback. He was the quarterback. That defense was ridiculous. Um, and you have Will, Will Fuller. Great news. Will Fuller, a guy a lot of us uh, always hyped on, always, you know, getting hurt at some point uh, throughout his season so far in his young career. And it looks like he'll be good to go for the season and training camp week one, uh, all that. And... Uh, McVay also says, this was a while ago, I know this is old news, but McVay says that Gurley should be good to go as well. Obviously, we think the volume will be down there a little bit, but still, the efficiency could be through the roof. Um, all right, let's move on to the Falcons because there's a lot to get to here with the Atlanta Falcons. All right, starting with changes, coaching changes. The only new coaching change is new offensive coordinator, Dirk Cutter, comes from Tampa. Uh, after four years there, uh, you know, and as head coach there for a while, um, now he comes back as the OC for the Atlanta Falcons. And it looks like he's going to get like pretty much to do everything he wants to do with this Atlanta Falcons team. And the Atlanta Falcons had him previously, uh, f- what, four years, four years ago or something like that, five years ago. And yeah. a lot of these offensive players had great seasons under him. Uh, and, you know, a lot of us are excited. And this is why a lot of people are jumping on the Falcons bandwagon this year because of Dirk Cutter coming back to Atlanta. Hopefully, Devonta Freeman's healthy, and also, they're playing 13 of their 16 games in domes this year, uh, and one of those outdoor games is Week 17, where you don't play in fantasy. So, that's fantastic for the Atlanta Falcons, because they're a high-flying team. Uh, George, what do you think about the signing of Dirk Cutter? And, obviously, you know, we're all on the, on the Falcons' bandwagon. Is this going to be a huge, uh, you know, improvement for them offensively, and this, you know, the entire unit and all the players that are involved on the Atlanta Falcons in 2019. But we're all high on the Falcons. They've got a, a truckload of talent, right? The talent is there. I mean, even that Week 17 game that you say people should be worried about, it's Tampa Bay. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be fine on the road in Tampa, even if you do count Week 17. My only worry about the Falcons is twofold. Uh, one, you mentioned Devonta Freeman. Can he stay healthy? I mean, uh, concussion history for a running back, not good. That they leave with, I know the NFL is trying to stop them leading with their heads, but they leave with their heads. Gonna, he's going to get in the head an awful lot. I mean, what's his over-under for games played? Nine? Ten? You know, if you draft Devonta Freeman, you damn well better go out and get Edo Smith, too. He is a handcuff I would have to have if I'm grabbing Freeman in end of round two, round three here. And the other thing is, uh, I see the schedule guy here. Their schedule is brutal. I mean, Minnesota, Philly, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston, all right, Arizona, Rams, Seattle, New Orleans, Carolina, the two games against Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina against San Fran, Jacksonville. Ouch. Yeah. Outside of that Arizona game in week six, there's not a game you can breathe there. Even the Tampa Bay game, so that's a division game. Yeah. You know, those games can always be weird here. That schedule is brutal. Yeah, no, I, I mean, absolutely. So does that make you a little bit more reserved on the Atlanta Falcons fantasy options this year, or you're still buying into the whole thing? I'm still buying in, although I realize it may be a tough start. And you're playing at Minnesota week one. I, I don't. It's indoors, great, but I don't see them lighting up the Minnesota Vikings defense, Philadelphia week two. So I think you know, this is one way you might need to be patient with your Atlanta Falcons. Maybe the first two weeks against those two teams doesn't quite go the way you want it to go. And, you know, listen, as a fantasy owner, as fantasy players, we're not the most patient bunch. We can make rash decisions. I think in this case, you're going to need to hold fast and let this team mature as the season rolls along here. Yeah, it might be a slow start to uh, the season for some of the Atlanta Falcons in terms of fantasy and in real football, NFL in general. Um, and, and like you said, I think you're right. When it, This Falcons offense looks 
pretty damn high powered. But there's two things that worry me about them. One, obviously, is Freeman, the health. He's also a smaller back. Uh, that's a concern. So, you know, you get popped once the wrong way, you're injured, and you're out for the season. Uh, and he's already missed basically all of last season. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's a, it's a step down from Tevin Coleman being, you know, your backup slash, you know, committee back to Ito Smith, just in simple terms because of the pedigree that Tevin Coleman brought to the table. You know, he showed a lot of signs of being a very good runner. He had a great year last year in terms of efficiency. Uh, It's just Ito Smith, right? Similar in the sense that he's also a small back, very small. Uh, Great pass catcher also. I just don't, and yeah, in college he was a workhorse, but in the NFL it's a little tougher. Last year only averaged 3.5 yards a carry. That's not good. I know it was a small sample size, but I don't think this guy, if Freeman goes down, I don't think you can just use Edo Smith out of this backfield, uh, you know, and give him 15 to 20 touches a game. I don't know if he'll be able to handle it, Jim. Well, a couple things I got to get into here. Um, real quick, uh, Dan Quinn just came out and said behind Freeman, we're going to use a committee. Yep. Because uh, they went out and got Olison in the draft, uh, who is a, a bigger grind it out type of back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing that doesn't make sense to me is Dan Quinn came into the season saying, we have to run the ball more. We have to run the ball more. That's what he wanted to do. And then he goes out and gets Dirk Cutter, who in the last two seasons with Tampa Bay, uh, last year he threw the ball 63% of the time, which was sixth in the NFL. The year after, the year before that, it was 62% of the time, which was third most in the N- in the NFL. And now you're bringing him in and saying you want to run more. Uh, okay, and then the problem with running more, it really takes away a big part of Matt Ryan's game uh, because he really likes that uh, play-action pass, and, and you need to develop the, the other passing game to get the play-action pass to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of concern. Plus, Ryan had a lot of interceptions under Cutter that he has really trimmed out the last couple of years since Cutter's been gone. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if Ryan goes back to those days where he's putting the ball up for grabs a lot more often with Cutter there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I, see, I, that's why it's hard to take stock into what coaches say a lot of times. It could be just smoke and mirror saying, we got to run the ball. I mean, everybody knows they need to run the ball at some capacity and be a little efficient at it because it's very hard to just be a pass-heavy attack with no run game whatsoever. If your run game is abysmal, it's going to be very hard to get the passing going because team defenses are just going to attempt to stop the pass and let you run. They won't stack the box. You want that running game to work so you could do those play-action bombs and get big home run hits, uh, you know, when you can. Uh, So I just think, listen, uh, I think it's a little bit of, you know, smoke and mirrors that he's throwing out there. He is going to run the ball. I just think it's going to be Freeman, Ito. This might be a big committee. That's why I'm a little worried about Freeman as an RB2 right now. But... Let's go over the, the offensive line is the other thing that worries me. Last year, the offensive line was pretty bad, especially run blocking. Um, and now they lose, uh, they lose some of their offensive linemen, but they gained uh, Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom in the draft this year. We're about to head to break. I want to talk about the offensive line a little bit, and then I want to get into the fantasy impact players. Uh, we'll talk offensive line. We'll break down this team. We'll be right back. It is your boy, Fantasy Football Frenzy, the closer, Jim Day, George Kurtz. Be right back.
The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet in DraftKings. DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I'm eligibility. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one did not want to come out. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one sometimes, you know? 
Well, you know what? You know what got in my head? I, you know that that Fat One Hundred commercial got in my head because I just figured I could be both the B four and B four pitchers. <laughs> All right, Jim. There you have it, Jim Day reads. <laughs> so, Atlanta Falcons. We talk about the O line. I want to do this quick because I want to get into the fantasy uh, players on this team. So. The O-line wasn't that great against the run last year. According to Pro Football Focus this year, they are ranked 22 out of 32 teams. And, uh, I mean, I, I understand, but I, I think this, this O-line could be good maybe later in the season. Like George said, they might have a rough start because you got two rookies that they drafted in the first round. Granted, they're first-round rookies, so high ceilings, guys that probably could come in you know, early in the season, get this whole system and probably gel with the offensive line, you know, uh, early well, on. That's the key point. Like, that's a key point right there. See, the problem is they're both on the same sides yep. and they have to work together. So, you, they, you know, it takes a little time on the offensive line to, to learn to work with the guy next year. It really does. You have to know which way he's going to go on at certain plays and, you know, when he's going to start to break out the other way. You need to know all of this, which part of the double team he might handle, anything like that. So, you know, it really does take some time. If they were, you know, one on one side, one on the other side, I'd feel a little better. But to have them both on one side, look, I know these kids are, are going to be excellent. I think they're going to be great for a while. But like you and George are both alluding to, that start could be a little rough for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, one's a Lindstrom. The, Chris Lindstrom is the right guard, the, the one they drafted first. And Caleb McGarry also in the first round as the right tackle. That's a tough side of the line because you got two rookies there. Like he said, it could be tough. But the other side of the line's pretty, pretty damn good. You got Alex Mack, the center, longtime center. The guy's fantastic at center, uh, has been for years. Uh, and you know him and Ryan have a great rapport together. Uh, they just signed James Carpenter, left guard from the New York Jets. Uh, pretty good left guard that they filled that hole with. And then left tackle, of course, is Jake Matthews, who's you know very good as well. So they got the left side pretty locked up. Just got to get that right side to develop quickly and gel together with the rest of this line. And I think you have a pretty good line in development here, George. Yeah, in development's the key word there. You know, gel is also the key word you guys use there. It's going to take time. Maybe it takes four games, eight games, 12 games next season. You don't really know. Uh, offensive line is not something that generally you, uh, you become great at overnight in the NFL. As Jim said, and I completely agree, two guys, two rookies on the one side is somewhat worrisome there. Maybe they figure it out quick. Maybe they don't. Maybe so it's going to be a work in progress all season. The quicker they mature, the better this team will be. Yeah. I remember, though, Matt Ryan took, what, 44 sacks last year, so hopefully it's better. <laughs> he can't take that pounding anymore. Yeah, no, he definitely can't take that pounding. Um, you know, he's getting older now. Uh, but he is in, you know, this Falcons team's prime. Like, he's in the years where he's still got a lot left in the tank, but he's getting a little older now, Matty Ice. Um, but let's talk about the early targets in this in fantasy drafts that we're looking at here. And obviously, number one is Julio Jones. But we have saw recent news about my boy Julio Jones that, you know, once again, foot issues, ankle issues, always had this throughout his career, always usually plays through it. Um, you know, he's a tough, he's a tough SOB. Uh, and... You know, that's concerning. He's 30 years old now. That's concerning. Jim, what do you think? Julio Jones, is he worth, you know, he's going in that end of the first, early second round. I like him taking him in the wrap, but you might miss him if you wait. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of other receivers in that area that you could get, and it's just as good. So what do you think? Julio Jones, are you a little concerned with him being uh, such a high draft pick this year? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> um, 
you know, you, you, they're talking about the foot. But right now, why push him? You, there's really no need for him to do a lot in training camp. There's really no need for him to do a lot in preseason. Let's face it. Uh, it's not like he doesn't know this offense. It's not like he doesn't know Dirk Cutter. He, he does everything they need him to do. They don't need to push him through that. And we're going to see that a lot more often uh, through training camp and preseason this year. A lot of big-name players, uh, you know, I, I, I think I have a thumbnail that's hanging a little <laughs> bit. So, you know, I, I need a couple of weeks to sit and relax, Coach. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. I, I don't think that's really a big problem. I'm not worried about Julio Jones. He didn't look like he lost a step to me. As a matter of fact, it looked like he got better as the year went on last year. Yeah, even I, with the, the foot supposedly bothering him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm obviously a little biased. I will grab him every time in that area. Um, and you know, last year he led the NFL in receiving yards by like over a hundred. Um, you know, he had 113 receptions, eight touchdowns, which all came in the second half. He had zero all in the last nine games. Yeah, yeah, all in the last <laughs> nine games. The first, you know, uh, seven he was just. You know, he he wasn't uh, he didn't have any, but it, it's a little obviously he's only broke uh, double digit touchdowns once in his career, which is crazy. Uh, I talk about this all the time, like you know he should be a red zone threat and a red zone target. I think under Dirk Cutter, who he was under when he did get into double digit touchdowns, mind you, uh, I, I think he's gonna break it this year. Uh, you know, he's still somewhat in his prime before he gets starts declining, I think. I think he's still ready to have a super breakout season. How about you, George? You worried about Julio Jones at all? Uh, are you still taking him right where he's going? Yeah, I have no problem with Julio Jones. I mean, uh, I probably won't end up with him in many drafts because I take a running back in the first round almost always, uh, so I won't have Adam Hopkins or Thomas either. But I have no worries about Jones. The schedule is somewhat rough here, but he'll get it. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his yards. Touchdowns. Yeah, that's the running joke for, what, a decade now. They, they they don't use him enough in the red zone. For whatever reason, for a big target, they just can't figure it out. Maybe they figure it out this year, but I'm not going to bet on that. You know, if I'm, if I'm taking Julio Jones, it's not because I think he's going to score 12 touchdowns this year. It's the receptions of the yardage I'm going for. Yeah, the touchdowns are a bonus if he, get, you know, if he breaks double digits. Um, last year, he ended up as wide receiver seven in PPR format, so you know, always a consummate uh, wide receiver one. Uh, Devonta Freeman. So we know Julio Jones. We'll go with that. Devonta wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. You said Jones was the number seven wide receiver? Is that what you said? He was wide receiver seven in PPR formats last year. I'm looking at uh, fantasypros.com. This is between weeks uh, one through 16. PPR, yeah, he was seven in points. I don't know what there's total points. Looking at. I'm looking at my fantasy league, which is a normal PPR setup, and he finished number two. Number two. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Fantasy Pros. They have him seven, I guess. Uh, he had 297, according to this. Tyreek Hill was ahead of him with 299, and a couple other guys, Thielen, Hopkins, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I mean, two, five, seven, he's one of the best. He's a legend, you know? I mean, I, nothing's... Ta like, uh, he could be triple covered. He's still going to catch the ball. He's a freak, so... Uh, it, we don't have to worry about uh, Julio Jones. And we know how you feel about those big boys. And we, we, you know, your boy loves him. That's it right there. So for, let's move on to Freeman. Uh, you know, Freeman is the what, next what, guy coming off the board. What girlfriend feels about that? <laughs> she laughs, of course. Uh, Freeman is, listen, he, uh, he missed basically all of last season, but he's still going as RB17. So he's still going at the back end of that RB2 territory, which you're talking like third round, uh, maybe he falls a little beyond that. Uh, right now he's going 309 in the FFWC draft, just to let you know. 
So third round, ninth pick. So end of the third round, maybe he slips to the early fourth in some drafts. You know, there's concerns about injuries. There's concerns about a lot of things. Uh, you know, can he play a whole season? Uh, you know, Edo Smith cutting into his time. But he is a fantastic pass catcher, and we've seen in seasons past he's an efficient runner. George, uh, how do you feel about Devontae Freeman this year? And, you know, are you concerned with the things I just mentioned? And would you take him in the third round? Uh, if he fell to you at that, you know, in that mid to late third round spot, oh, would I've taken? It depends on who else is there. I mean, I have him at 18 in my rankings, so there are a lot of running backs I'd much prefer over him. I would take Chubb over him, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Uh, looking at guys in the list here, uh, Damian Williams, who I have much higher than this rankings list. Would take him over him, mm-hmm. Cook, Mixon, Connor, of course, all those guys over him. So I, I don't trust him. I think once again, he's that guy I end up with, not the guy I targeted. Well, you know, I'm at the end of a run. That's what it sounds like to me. Third round, I'm at the end of a run. No choice. Got to grab Freeman for my second running back because there's no one left after that. Everybody has warts. He has warts too. Everything you mentioned is true. I think they. I mean, literally, what's your over under on games played for him? You know he's going to get hurt. And what are you going to do when he does get hurt? It's a problem. I already have him in one dynasty league, so I don't want to have too many more shares of him. If I play. In 10 other leagues, not the 110 that Jim plays in, if I play in 10 other leagues, I might have him in on one more team. Other than that, I don't want to have too many shares of Freeman. Not at all. Yeah. Um, you definitely... See, wait, wait. I, I, can I, I'm sorry, Chris. I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, I mean, look, I understand he missed all the games last year, but he, he was beaten up. There's no doubt about it. He, what, he had uh, groin. knee, groin, and foot injuries. And ultimately, it, you know, it was just crazy. And then you know, he only lost two games the year before that. Um, and then the, the first three years of his of his career, he played 16, 15, and 16 games. Look, I understand he had an injury that lost him 14 games last year. I, I understand that. But it happens too often with other guys. And I, I look, it, everybody in this realm of running backs has their issues, whether it be they, they haven't been doing it very long, a la Damian Williams. They have the injury history, like uh, Galvin Cook and Leonard Fournette and guys along that line. They all have this, you know, something to worry about. So you're not going to get anybody that doesn't have something going wrong. So if I get, you know, a stud running back in round one, come back and get a stud wide receiver two, I have no problem coming back and grabbing Freeman at the end of the third as my number two running back. I'm... I'm not Definitely. all that worried about the injuries. Yeah, the He's upside. All yours. That's the upside. That's, you know, obviously high ceiling, and there's a lot of running backs with trouble. We'll get back. We'll talk more about Freeman and the rest of the wide receivers and tight ends. Be right back. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Tuesday. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. 
I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Classic rock. Classic song. Absolutely. So, back at the Fantasy Football Frenzy, you got Fantasy Taz, Dim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Venture here. We're talking uh, Falcons football, the Dirty Birds, their offense this year. We're talking Freeman, which is big. Uh, And it's hard to project because I think that tier of running back in that third round area where you have you know, Damian Williams and Fournette and Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack. Uh, like, I, I feel like Freeman, I'm with Jim, George, on this one. I, I think Freeman, you look at his career, his rookie season, don't even count it. 2015, 16, and 17, he didn't miss many games. Uh, he played 15, 16, and 14. Uh, he was efficient. He averaged 4.8 yards a carry in 2016, uh, 4.4 in 2017. Uh, the guy has caught... Uh, a ton of passes, 73 in 2015, 54 in 2016. So he's a great pass catcher. He could do it all. The problem is you're worried about the size and the health, obviously. But I think where he's going, all those guys have similar concerns. Like Jim said, I'm willing to bank on Freeman just because of the system he's in, the offense he's in. Uh, I think he's going to be able to, to, to be efficient, even if the volume isn't there. 
like a lot of other running backs. And I, I'd be willing to take him over guys like Marlon Mack, uh, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. I, I, I'm high, higher on him than most people, I guess. I'm just high on the Falcons in general. Yeah, it's a big risk. But if it's late in the third, early fourth, and he drops there, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk because he could end up being even an RB1 because he has been, been an RB1 in the Corey past. Again. No, he has been an RB1 in the past. Uh, no, I know, but you've been hanging out with Corey. That's why you're high on him. That's why I'm high on him, exactly. Yeah, so that uh, swag. So um, I don't know. I just think that Freeman's going to have a, a pretty good season as long as he could stay healthy, obviously. Uh, but let's move on. With the other concerns here are, when we're talking fantasy, you have the receivers behind Julio. Calvin Ridley, you have Mohamed Sanu, and then you got Austin Hooper, the tight end, who took a big leap last year. Uh, he set career highs in receptions, yardage, touchdowns, even though he only had four touchdowns. Uh, you know, he came along pretty nicely last year. He ended up, I think, as tight end number six in fantasy, and... You know, I think he's going to get involved a lot in this passing game. Ridley had 10 touchdowns his rookie season, uh, had 60-somewhat receptions and 800-something yards, which is like Mohamed Sanu's career highs. And the guy's been around for like nine years, eight years. Uh, totally and I know you like Sanu. Receivers, though. Two to- totally, totally different receivers. Guys. All right, exactly. But I think the fantasy guy here is Ridley. Now, the problem with Ridley is you have to pay fifth-round value for him Uh Jim, you think that's what do you think about the value there? Is that good value or are you paying too much in the fifth round for Calvin Ridley after that rookie season? Well, it's going to be tough. I mean, he has to replicate those numbers and that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, he did the 10 touchdowns was a nice thing. Had over 800 yards, 64 receptions as a rookie, all good numbers. Uh, very inconsistent, which is what you expect out of rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But he did a good job. He's a good wide receiver. Some are expecting him to take over for Julio this year, like Julio did with uh, Roddy White, but I don't think Julio's ready to step down just yet. Roddy White was a little (laughs) bit older when that happened. Um, So I I don't think Ridley's there yet. But you're right. I mean, you talk about Ridley. Ridley ended up this season as the number 20 wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely can't fault that wide receiver, too. But as you were alluding to, I do like Sanu more because of the value he represents. Right now, Sanu is coming off the board at somewhere at the beginning of the 14th round. Well, Sanu ended last year as the number 28th wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a good year. Uh, this whole offense did that way. And if everybody's expecting this offense to be good again because they have so many games inside and all of the other reasons that everybody seems to like this offense, then you have to like Sanu being a part of it because he's always been a big safety blanket from Matt Ryan. And, he, you know, when he's in a rush or he's trying to move around, he's looking for Sanu, a guy he knows will settle down in an area that gives him a good target and he can find him. So, you know, I love getting that value. You're talking nine rounds later, the guy finished eight spots down from where Ridley did last year. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I understand that. He had the best – he set career highs in a lot of things last year. I think uh, yardage, uh, but – you know, five touchdowns, which is his career high. Five touchdowns is the most he's ever had in a single season in his he's career. He's not a touchdown He's not a touchdown guy. guy. He's a reliable he's possession he's guy. He's a first down guy. If you play in a league with it that gives you points for first down, like the, the Scott Fishbowl did, then he's a guy that is a good investment in that kind of league where you get first down points too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, yeah, he's going as wide receiver 61 right now, according to 
uh, fancypros.com. So you're getting him for nothing for a song. Uh, George, you, do you feel the same way, though? I mean, like, I just think, I don't think the, the targets are there this year for, for Sunu. I think the decline starts because, you know, I think more go to Ridley, a little more go to Hooper, a little more go to Freeman, a little more go to Ito Smith. I think it just gets spread out across the board a little more to these more talented, more uh, explosive players. Yes, Sunu will get his, you know, occasional eight-yard catch for the first down, but I just don't see him being, uh, you know, much of a fantasy asset. And, you know, a backup, okay, but I don't, th- I don't think you're ever going to plug three, him in. Which means he, he was a wide receiver three last year, which means he was in a starting lineup most of the time. That's or last year. he should have been. That's last year. I think well, things changed this year. I understand that, yeah. but you're, we're all talking about how good we think this offense can be again. Mm-hmm. If you think that, then they have plenty to go around for Sanu and everybody else. What do you think, George? I'm probably in between you two. I don't think he should be forgotten. And I Ooh, did take a, him a George in the sandwich. Scott. I like it. <laughs> and I did take him in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, probably around round 16. It was a late pick. There's 22 rounds in that league. I imagine it was around, uh, round 18 offhand. So I do have hope for him. I do agree with Jim that the value is there for Sanu. Because everyone's forgetting about it. Because everybody wants Ridley. Obviously, we want Jones. But everybody wants Ridley. They think he's going to have the uh, the big year. And I do think Ridley will eat into some of Sanu's targets. They do. And once again... He's got more experience, got more trust of uh, Matt Ryan. But I also uh, believe, uh, like what Jim said as well, that when the going gets tough and Rat- Matt Ryan's running around, he's going to look for somebody who he knows where he's going to be. He knows where Sanu is going to be. He's going to run the right route. Yes, Sanu's not a touchdown guy. But uh, I like I like Sanu. Not as a starter, though. He's probably that flex guy for me, a bi-week filler. Then he becomes a starter for me, a guy I like to have on my bench. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, he could ever be a starter. Right, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a straight-up bench guy. Because but he's a great bench guy. People just don't realize how good a bench guy he was last year. He was great last year. I just don't think it's going to be the same this year. Uh, it was the best year, really, of his career. Uh, so I just don't think it's going to be the same. I think he's just going to get faded out. Uh, listen, where you'll make your money on that pick, and it is a value pick because you're paying nuts, and so I get it, is if Ridley or Julio or Hooper or one of these guys go down, then Sanu, his value skyrockets. Because then he becomes the wide receiver too, or whatever you know, whoever he's replacing uh, targets for. Uh, I just don't think the target's going to be there this season for him because there's just so many people that you could feed on this offense. That and this offense has electrifying weapons all over the place. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm on Ridley. I think it's okay to take Ridley in the fifth. I, I'd be all over. He's going in that Mike Williams. You know, all those uh, guys that are looking to break out this year type wide receivers. Uh, and I'm all over Ridley uh, in round five. I had him last year. The reason why he was so inconsistent, though, really, is because he just didn't get the tar- the games he didn't get targets. That's where he was bad. When he got like six plus targets, he did very well because uh, he could turn one play into a, a you know a touchdown, and all of a sudden he got you you know ten twelve points. So he's that type of guy. And the reason why I don't like Sanu late is because I like drafting guys who have super high ceilings late because you know there's no risk. And there's an immense amount of reward. But there is reward in Sanu, so I get what you guys are saying. What about Hooper? Hooper ended up as like tight end six in PPR formats last year. Uh, he had a really good season, 71 catches, I believe, 600 and something yards, uh, and four touchdowns. Do you think Hooper takes another leap up, George, to like a prominent, consistent option as a tight end one uh, in 20, 2019? Because right now he's going at that cusp area of tight end one, tight end two territory. 
and that's where I still have him. Uh, he's sort of in that mix of you know, Jack Doyle, Trey Burton, Hooper, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Now you want to throw Jordan Reed and Jimmy Graham in there. These are always all guys that will have some nice weeks. I think Hooper may end up being the most consistent, but it could be small consistent. Four catches, you know, 38 yards, a touchdown smattering here and there. I think there's some upside here, but there's a lot of cooks there. I mean, you got to throw the ball to Jones, Ridley, Sanu we just mentioned. Freeman's going to get his balls out of the backfield. Where does Hooper fit in that hierarchy? Is he right. fourth or fifth on the depth chart there? So as far as uh, targets go, so actually he's in that mix with all these other tight ends. I have him at 13 on my rankings, which means he won't be a tight end one for me. I'd rather have Najoku. He'll probably roll the dice with Ebron again, uh, Vance McDonald, Delaney Walker, before you get to the oh, big George, uh, George, you, the you big mentioned names. the name. I, I'd really love to get your thoughts on it in Najoku. Um, I, I'm really having a hard time wrapping my head around him this year. I'm not trying to be funny. I really am because I, I'm worried about how much of a target percentage is he going to get in that offense. Very similar to Hooper, if you think about it. What type of target share is he going to get? The same question goes for Hooper. Well, that's, that's why I'm asking George 10. what his thoughts yeah. are because yeah. he mentioned he would take Njoku first. Mm-hmm. So I just really wanted to get his thoughts on that. That's all. I have Njoku 11, Hooper 13, so it's, it's a coin toss, whichever guy you want. I, li- I do like Njoku. I think he's a better player or could be a better player, but you're right. I mean, Beckham's going to demand the ball left and right. We know Landry can be a possession hog as well as far as our catches. Yeah, right. That's here. what I'm Plus worried you, about. you got to get the ball with Chubb. You know, he's got to get his carries because he's a good running back. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you'll see a great uh, PPR year in uh, Njoku. I think with Njoku, though, I kind of like his touchdowns, but man, what's he going to get two, three more than Hooper, maybe, by the end of the year? Right. So they both have yeah, the same a, problem. I said I have one at 11. The, the bigger problem for me with Njoku is the drops last year. You know, I'm, I'm, and a lot, if you watch a lot of them, more times than not, he dropped the ball because he was starting to run before he, you know, got it all the way into his hands. And I... Man, I hate that. I hate that with a passion. I hate that. That's like one of the biggest fundamentals in the freaking game. Watch the ball all the way into your hands, then run. Uh, But a lot of his drops were because he was trying to maneuver his next move before the ball actually got to him. So hopefully the coaches work with him on that, make sure he he realizes that he's got to catch the ball first and changes that because that that was a big detriment to me. That's something that's easily probably uh, fixable for him because, quite frankly— It's a matter of focus. Just a matter of focus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, I mean, frankly, if you go from his rookie year to his to last year, he went from sixty targets to eighty eight. Went from thirty two catches to fifty six. The yardage almost doubled, and he also his catch rate went from fifty three percent to sixty four percent. So he did better overall. He's improving. Both those guys are very similar situation. I agree. I think they're going to both be inconsistent at times. So you got to worry about that. But let's get to Matty Ice before we end the program. Matty Ice. Uh, listen, he was QB, what, two last year? QB two in fantasy last year. Uh, yet he's not getting that type of love when you talk about ADP. Uh, he's going around QB six to eight range. Uh, still a QB one, obviously. George, let me get your thoughts on Matty Ice in this offense this year with Dirk Cutter. Uh, where are you taking him and, and how, and do you think there's value to be had at where he's going in drafts right now? Well, the only quarterbacks I would take ahead of him are Mahomes, Watson, and Luck. That's it. You know, so you want to put him at four right there with Aaron Rodgers, who I have some, some doubts about, but he's right there with Rodgers. Maybe i take him at five. I don't know if I could take him ahead of Rodgers if I had that choice. Yeah. I won't have him in most drafts because I wait forever on the quarterback. I just do. But I do know one of my biggest regrets in the uh, Scott Fishbowl was that I took, a, I took Mahomes at 14. Not that I didn't want Mahomes. I'm happy to get it. But quarterbacks ended up waiting in that draft. And if I would have waited to the third round, which would have been the 11th pick in my third round, 
Matt Ryan was there. Oh. And I, I could have had Matt Ryan at that, that pick and taken, I don't know, whatever, a top 14 player, probably a top wide receiver the way my team was going. So yeah. if I had that to do all over again, I would have been thrilled to have Ryan in the third round absolutely. and that top player at second. I think Ryan's going to be great. Yep, yep. Ryan, absolutely. I think he goes in that round as well. This is the end of the program now, though. Sorry, Jim, out of time. But you know, Matty Ice is going to get it done this year. Fantasy football frenzy on a Tuesday. We talked Atlanta Falcons. We gave you all the information you need. Tomorrow, we talk about the Carolina Panthers. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. See you next time. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking, my energy level has gone up, and the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.andro400.com. Weekend Wagers. A team like the Giants, even though they've had success over the past decade, I think the fan base will be pretty unhappy because I think right now they're excited, right? They're playing so well. But uh, there's, there's no August deadline this year. There's no waiver deadline. Everything's uh, done in 11 days, 4 p.m., July 31st, Eastern time. That's it for trades. You don't see any more this season. I think realistically, the Giants are probably like, oh, this is great. And like, oh, no, we can't trade these guys now. What are we going to do? Saturday and Sunday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. Obviously, breaking news recently is uh, Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals gets a four-year, $43 million extension. 
uh, getting paid more than certain guys like Sterling Shepard uh, and a few others. What do you think of this deal? Is this uh, the right priorities for Cincinnati Bengals, Jim, right now to go and just uh, dump money into Tyler Boyd? I know he had a breakout season last year. He played fantastic with A.J. Green hurt. Uh, but, you know, he still profiles as a wide receiver, too, for me, not a true, you know, guy that you're going to rely on, you know, if A.J. Green goes down again. I don't think that they can rely on Tyler Boyd game in and game out. Well, it, you, the one assumption you're making is that he played so well with A.J. Green out is incorrect. Um, uh, he, he actually played better when A.J. Green was there. Um, so you can't make that assumption. He, he all of a sudden stepped up when A.J. Green went down. That wasn't true. the case. When they were both on the field, they were both explosive. And here, I, I'll tell it to you this way. He ended up as the number 17 wide receiver last year, and that was with missing two games. Um, he was more consistent than, you know, guys like Amari Cooper, uh, you know, that had a couple of multiple really big games, but then had a lot of low games. He was very consistent across the season uh, until he got injured. And, yeah, I think this was a great get for them. He's still only 24 years old. He's only going to continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think this was a must-do for them, and I think they made the right choice in bringing it back. A.J. Green is getting old, another big injury, and he'll he'll be done. And, you know, then you will be looking at Boyd as their true number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well I, I made a mistake. Yeah, I meant... I don't like last year. Boyd did well with AJ Green around, right? You're saying so. Yes. Boyd by himself, though, I don't think can do that. That's why I'm saying. I, that's why I was saying he's. I don't think he's a true wide receiver one because I don't think he's, he can handle. He's all that. still young. I get you. He's still young. He's still got lear- lots to learn there. But you also have to remember, by the time AJ Green was done, a good part of that time he wasn't even playing with Dalton. Right. It was Jeff Driscoll, yeah, <laughs> quarterback. So, so. Um, you know, you, you do what you do. You do what you can. Uh, you know, if guys around you are falling too. Uh, look, I think this is a great move. I think he's a talented wide receiver, does a little bit of everything well, and mm-hmm. I think he's just going to continue to get better. I, I think it's absolutely a great move because they're really trying to shore up that offense. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I understand because he's young. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him or anything like that because last year was really the first year where he got a, a ton of targets. Um which was 180. He had 76 catches, over 1,000 yards uh, receiving, almost 1,030, and seven touchdowns. So really good year for Tyler Boyd, breakout season. Uh- 